Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello everybody, welcome to Healing Journeys Today. Last week we taught on how to make your spirit man stronger than your flesh. And I got some wonderful feedback from that. And it's only appropriate this week that with that as a lead in, we're going to talk about revelation. And I think I heard some groans and I think I saw some eye rolls out there from people who are sick of hearing about Revelation. And there was a point in my life where if you had said, we're going to talk about Revelation or you need to receive Revelation in order to receive healing, that I probably would have looked at you and rolled my eyes and turned and walked away too. So for those of you that would walk away or that would click off and say, I'm not listening to this, I want to ask you a question. What is the first word or words that comes to your mind when I say revelation? For those of you that just don't even want to hear about revelation, what's the first word that comes to your mind when I say revelation? And put it put it in put it in the comment section because I I want to see. So you might see something like unreachable unattainable for the super dupers. I give up. I have no idea. Impossible. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right? I actually asked this question uh, to uh, on the social media page on our Facebook and Instagram. And I asked people to tell me what they thought that same question, how would they describe it? And I was actually very surprised at the response I got because it was overall a positive response. And I remember a point in my life where revelation was not positive. It was frustrating. It was, I don't even want to hear about it anymore. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm confused. And there was one woman out of all of the responses who I think was, uh, I won't say that, she just gave me one word and she said, hard, H-A-R-D, hard. And I know that there are quite a few of you watching, um, quite a few of you watching or that will be watching who are thinking the same thing, who are going, yes, why is revelation so hard, right? So the reason we're going to talk about revelation today it is my goal to take the hard out of receiving revelation. And we're going to talk about how to do that today, how to take the hard out of receiving revelation. For Because for many, many years, a lack of revelation is why I spoke the scriptures that I knew and nothing happened. Nothing changed for me. Nothing. It, it, it didn't it didn't work. It was a lack of revelation was why for years I was disappointed in my beliefs, why I was frustrated and angry and irritated and, you know, really even just questioning the power of God's word to heal me. 
a lack of revelation, and some of you might be here, a lack of revelation left me believing that I was waiting for God to heal me, even when up here, I knew what his word said. Even when up here, I knew that 1 Peter 2.24 said that by his stripes, I was healed. Even though I knew up here that Jesus provided healing for me, even though I knew up here that in my spirit, man, I was already healed. But it still left me questioning that it still left me believing that I was waiting on God for something because otherwise I would be healed by now. And all the while he's waiting for me to receive it. And I knew that. And I knew that. Revelation is what changed that for me. Revelation is took, you know, the word says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is alive and active, or it says it's quick and powerful depending on what verses you read. Revelation is what took that inactive, unpowerful, uh, non-life-changing word that I knew in my head and turned it into a word that I knew that was alive and active and powerful. A word that when I spoke, the Holy Spirit came out swinging his sword, backing what I said with his full power and might. Revelation does that for you. So my goal tonight is to show you that it's not unreachable, it's not unattainable, is to show you that uh, there's nothing mysterious or super spiritual about it, that, that it's not just for the super dupers, it's not just for the pastors and the teachers and the prophets and the evangelists and all these, but it is not only for you, but it is already in you. And it's huge just to know that. So I'm going to show you that in, in the word. But for many, many years, I lived on the revelation of others. Like they would get a revelation of something and they would get healed. So then I would take their revelation and try to apply it immediately to my life, just doing what they did. And all this was, was regurgitated revelation. Do you know what I'm know what I mean by that? If if you know anything about the digestive system, if something is regurgitated, all of the nutrients are pulled out and it's just the stuff that's left. Okay, we won't get into details. <laughs> but it, it's just regurgitated. Regurgitated revelation, they've they've pulled the power out of it because they have a revelation. It's their revelation. Now you can use their revelation as a foundation, but then you have to take that, lay that foundation and make it your own. You have to take it and make it your own. You have to lay your own. You, you can use their foundation, but you have to build on it. You have to make that foundation yours. And that's the key. That's the difference between this person gets a revelation and gets healed. You take that same knowledge even the stuff that I'm sharing with you, these are my revelations that I'm sharing with you, but I hope I'm sharing them in a way that you can take them and make them your own and put them into practice. And as you do that, you see the results. So what exactly is revelation? What is it? 
So remember I just said, I asked people on social media what their thoughts were about it. And I'm going to read these to you because they're really good. And there were a whole bunch. So I consolidated some and um, I should, should have gotten to everybody's. But this is one of the most common you hear. A light bulb goes off. It's a light bulb moment. It's an epiphany about something that I've been trying to grasp. It's light, knowledge, understanding, or freedom. This is a good one. It's information. Information affects your mind, but revelation affects your heart. It's knowledge of something that I didn't grasp that makes me jump alive with hope inside. Man, revelation will do that for you. It will give you hope where there is no hope. It's insight, rhema. It's uncovered truth. It's a deep knowing. It's spiritual understanding or a peace from the Lord. Here's another common one. It's having your eyes open to a spiritual truth. It's God's word becoming alive in our hearts and then in our mind. This is one of my favorites, The Great Reveal. It sounds like, a, like an epic movie, doesn't it? The Great Reveal. Another one of my favorites, this was from Sue Jan. She said it's oxygen. And man, guys, that's exactly what revelation was for me. It was oxygen. It was life to my body when it was slowly dying every day. Revelation knowledge was oxygen to my body. It's a treasure. It's when what God says becomes real to you. It's God thoughts. It's eye-opening truth that God helps you to understand and then encourages to apply to your life. I love this. It's finally hitting me like pow. I'd yell it, but I don't want to do that over the internet. Okay, here's one that you all know, and I really disliked hearing this when I didn't know what Revelation was and I didn't know how to get it. It's the, I know, come on, y'all say it with me. I know that I know that I know in my knower. <laughs> Have any of you said, what in the world is my knower and what, do you, what am I supposed to know? Right. They can be very frustrated, frustrating when you're on your own journey and you need revelation and you want revelation and you still don't know what it is. Right. It's beyond a shadow of a doubt and you're not able to be persuaded any other way. It's that aha moment when truth is conceived and revealed or received. It's the moment truth gets stuck into your heart. And this last one, I just know. I just know it. You know, when you, when you hear things like that, it, it's just, it's, it's encouraging, it's edifying, but you need to know that it's for you and that it's in you. That revelation is for every single one of you. Revelation to me is the, the spiritual understanding that you apply to the truth that you know that brings that truth alive in you, that it, the word becomes alive in you. The word becomes yours. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. They're not changing your mind. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter what your family say. In the end, it doesn't matter what your body says, because you know that it is truth and you will not be moved from it. 
you know, as I was on my, my own healing journey and just learning about revelation, father gave me an awesome picture of what revelation is. And he, he gave me this image and I'm standing on the edge of the grand Canyon looking over into the great abyss below. And there's a tightrope stretched out across the Grand Canyon going to the other side. That's a long way. And he tells me, okay, go ahead and go to the other side using this tightrope. Well, unless you're a professional tightrope walker, that's gonna cause a little bit of terror, <laughs> right? So, you know, I see myself putting one foot out on the on the tightrope and testing the the tightrope and you know maybe putting my weight on and then coming back into land and then just saying well I got to get there somehow so I step out no confidence whatsoever and I maybe take one or two steps or three steps and then the wind blows or the rope shifts and and I fall, I'm catching the rope because I'm not going to imagine myself falling into the Grand Canyon. So then I make my way back to, make my way back to land. That's trying to do healing, trying to do life on your own. Revelation knowledge is, now he showed me this picture of standing in that same place. But now not only is there a tightrope, but there is a rope that is above me going from one side to the other that parallels this rope that I have to walk on. And there's a harness attached to this rope. And I, it's a five point harness. You're not getting out of this harvest harness. So I step into the harness and I put the shoulder straps on and I snap it into place. It is secure. It is firm. I take all my weight off. I, you know, kind of bounce on the harness to make sure that it's going to hold me, that that rope up there is going to hold me. And I am confident that I am not coming out of this harness. So once again, I approach that tight rope across the, across the canyon. And I step out confidently, knowing that no matter what, no matter what wind blows, no matter if the rope shakes, no matter what, I am held securely in place by this harness and I am going to the other side. Revelation knowledge is the harness that gives you confidence and faith in the face of any circumstance. When you have revelation knowledge that you are healed, that you are prosperous, that you are whole, whatever it is that you're believing for, because you can apply this to anything. But when a symptom comes, when the symptom blows, it doesn't change anything. When a new symptom appears or a lab report appears, it doesn't it doesn't elicit any response from you whatsoever because you are securely fastened in his word with a positive, full, fully persuaded assurance, a positive expectation that you are going to the other side. That's what revelation knowledge does for you. Gives you confidence and faith in the face of any circumstance that is un shakable. You are not moved. Mind cannot be changed. There's, there's benefits of revelation knowledge, not just receiving something. 
Okay, but there, there's there's benefits to revelation knowledge. And I want to show you a few of those in the word today. So we're going to start in Isaiah 54. We're going to look at an Old Testament scripture. This is uh, Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet prophesying about the revelation knowledge that people of the New Testament would walk in. So let's look at Isaiah 54, verse 13. It says, and all your children shall be taught by the Lord, not taught by man, not learning from man's wisdom, but being taught by the Lord. You know, the people in the Old Testament weren't taught by the Lord. They were taught by prophets. They were taught by priests. They were taught by uh those two things that I can think of right off the top of my head, but they didn't get firsthand knowledge from God. Everything that they received was through another person. So Isaiah is prophesying that there will come a time, come a day when people are no longer taught by man. Now we're still taught by man, but when those spiritual truths will be revealed to them by the Lord. And then what's the benefit of that? What does the second part say? And great shall be the peace of your children. Revelation knowledge brings peace. When you have revelation knowledge, when that lab report comes in and it is not what you wanted to see, you still have peace because you know that you're going to the other side, that you know that those are just facts and it doesn't matter what anything else says because you are securely fastened in the harness of truth. It's just like Jesus. Uh, I think we talked about this in uh, one of our last teachings, Jesus in the boat and he had told the disciples, let's go to the other side, go to the other side. And he's in the boat and he is asleep on a pillow when the boat is filled. And yet he has peace because he knows that he's going to the other side, showing you that you can have peace in the middle of a storm, in the middle of raging symptoms, in the middle of whatever it is that you can have peace Revelation knowledge brings peace. Let's look at a New Testament scripture. Go to Galatians 1. Galatians 1. And guys, don't forget, if you have questions, start your comment out with the word question and write your question in the comment section. If you have a prayer request, start it with prayer. Put it in the comment section. And my awesome husband, Patrick, is keeping track of those for us. So we are going to Galatians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. This is Paul speaking. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to men. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. There is a revealed knowledge. There is a revelation knowledge. And this, this verse points out that there is a difference between head knowledge, which is that which you receive from man, that which you are taught. And there is revelation knowledge that you get from God. That word revelation is the Greek word, and I'm going to try it. 
apocalypses. Apocalypses. Do any of you ever wonder why foreign languages, in other words, languages that are foreign to us, put the emphasis on different parts than we would put it on? I mean, wouldn't it sound more fluent to say apocalypses? Doesn't that sound better? Apocalypses as opposed to apocalypses? <laughs> Sorry, that bothers me. Anyway, so the, the word revelation here is defined as a disclosure of truth or instruction. And this is the one that I love. This is why I love doing word studies. And you can do a word study at blueletterbible.org very, very easily. This is the definition. Concerning divine things before unknown, given to the soul by God himself, especially through the operation of the Holy Spirit, and so to be distinguished from other methods of instruction. Revelation knowledge is a completely other means of receiving instruction. Revelation knowledge is, is given to you by God through the operation of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to see that in uh, some more scriptures. But, you know, Paul was a very well-educated man. He knew the... He knew the scriptures that had been written from front to back. He knew the historical account of the Messiah that would come. He knew all of the prophecies about Jesus. But he's saying here that what he was teaching goes beyond that head knowledge, goes beyond mere historical facts and knowledge of what the scripture said. But he now had a spiritual understanding of Jesus and a spiritual understanding of saving faith. It's like peeling back layers of an onion. Like the top layer, the, the skin is like the information that you have. It's the scriptures that you know. But as the Holy Spirit reveals things to you, it's like peeling back layer after layer. I can go back and read verses that I've been reading for years and I've had revelation on. And, and one word will, will spark something else in my mind because there is a never ending supply of revelation in his word. We're going to talk about how God gets you revelation in just a minute, but I want to look at a few more benefits of, of receiving revelation, and these are going to come from Jesus. So let's go to Matthew 16. Jesus actually shares the importance of revelation in Matthew 16, and we're going to start in verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Pausing for dramatic effect. Pause there. Who do you say? that he is. It doesn't matter who I say he is. It doesn't matter who your best friend says he is. It doesn't matter what the pastor says he is. It doesn't matter what your family says he is. What matters is who you say he is. What matters is the revelation that you have about who he is and what he says. Verse 16, 
Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. That would be head knowledge. But my father who is in heaven. Do you know the name Simon in the Hebrew actually means hearing? So what Jesus is saying here is, Simon, because you have heard, because you have received this revelation knowledge, what? You are blessed. Revelation knowledge brings blessing. Revelation knowledge brings all of the blessings of God. If it's a promise in his word, if it's a blessing in his word, revelation knowledge brings that to you. It brings that from the spirit into your reality. So blessed are you who hear. Those of you who have ears to hear, hear, and eyes to see, see. Revelation knowledge brings blessing. Verse 18. And I also say to you that Peter, you are Peter. And the name Peter means uh, small stone or detached stone. And then Jesus said, and on this rock. Jesus isn't saying on Peter. He's saying on this rock, two completely different words. This word rock means a massive rock. What is the massive rock that was just revealed? That Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. It is revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge was the rock on what, on which what? And on this rock of revelation knowledge, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No flesh and blood, no demon from hell. The devil himself cannot stand against a person who has revelation knowledge of the word of God. Don't be frustrated. Don't be angry. I'm going to show you how to get it. I'm going to show you, we're going to start the how-to of receiving from the heart of revelation at the end of the teaching here. I'm going to show you how, but first I have to show you that you have it. Because if you don't know you have it, then there's no point in me showing you how to use it, right? So no gate of hell will prevail. No sickness will prevail against you. No financial difficulty will prevail against you. Revelation knowledge brings victory. Revelation knowledge brings peace. It brings blessing and it blink, brings blings. It brings victory. Sorry. Verse 19. There's one more thing that Jesus says that revelation knowledge brings you. He says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Keys. What do keys represent? Keys represent authority. If I give you my keys, if I give you my keys, I have given you authority to use my car. If I give you my house keys, I have given you authority to enter my house. If I give you the post office keys, I have given you authority to pick up my mail. Wow. I have given you authority with these keys. Jesus says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Authority flows from revelation. Do you know that revelation causes the...
begins to tremble when you go to open your mouth to speak. Why? Because when you know you speak and you speak with authority because authority flows from revelation. I'm going to say that again. When you know you speak and you speak with authority because authority flows from revelation. So revelation brings peace, blessing, victory, and authority. These are all things. That's, that's all we need to conquer the enemy. That's all we need to walk in. The enemy is already conquered. That's all we need to walk in the blessings of God. That's it. So here's the question. How does God get revelation knowledge to you? Not how do you receive it, because that's a different question. But how does God get revelation to you? And I want to show you a few, few scriptures. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. And we're going to start in verse 7. How does God get you revelation knowledge? Because sometimes it helps for you to be able to see how the whole thing works. It kind of makes it make a little bit more sense. And it, it takes some of the heart out. Okay. First Corinthians 2 verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom. This is revelation, right? The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of glory. Hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Things were hidden for our glory. Things were hidden for us, not from us. Verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would have crucified the Lord. Uh, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Just a little side note here. The devil's not as smart as we give him credit for. He, excuse me, he does not know all things. He, he does not know the future. He does not know how things are going to play out. I think he knows that he's finished in the end. But all the little things in between, like what you're doing tomorrow and where you're going tomorrow, the enemy doesn't know these things. Don't give him that much credit. And we know that because if he had known that Jesus was the Messiah and what would happen, he would not have killed him. He would have protected that man. He would have protected Jesus to keep that from coming to pass. Verse nine, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, some people want to take that verse and say, see, I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard. It hasn't entered into my heart. I'm not supposed to know the deep things of God. I'm not supposed to have revelation knowledge. And really, guys, all that all that, that does is take responsibility off of that person to receive wisdom from God. But let's read verse 10. Two of my favorite words in the Bible start verse 10. But God, but God what? Has revealed them. Has revealed what? The subject of this, this topic here is the wisdom of God. God has revealed the wisdom of God to us. How? Through the Holy Spirit. 
God reveals things to us through the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Again, someone might say, see, only the spirit of God knows the things of God. So from this, can we agree that the Holy Spirit knows everything that God knows? They're one and the same, but go with me here. It says that the Holy Spirit knows the deep things of God. We can all agree with that, right? So then read on verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? Now that spirit that knows the deep things of God has been given to us. Why? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God, not will be given, but have been given. Past tense. All of the revelation knowledge, all of the wisdom of God has already been given to you. And you're thinking, don't see it because it's not up here. We're going to see that in a minute. Verse 13 says, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches. There's that head knowledge again, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Amen. Let's read John 14, 26. More on the job of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. It is the job of the Holy Spirit to teach you all things. Do you remember back in the um, definition of revelation that he, he gives that spiritual understanding to your soul? This is what he's doing. He's teaching your mind, your soul, all things and bringing back to your mind remembrance all of the things that he said. One more verse. John 16, verse 13 through 15. I'm just going to read through it quick. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. John 17, 17 says that thy word is truth. So the Holy Spirit's job is to guide you in the truth of the word. If you're having difficulty understanding the word, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. Don't lean to your own understanding. Ask him the wisdom of God to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. He takes the deep things of God and declares them to you. Revelation knowledge is for you. God wants to reveal his word to you. It's why he gave it to you. He wants to reveal it to you so that you can be changed by it. So it can become alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting you away from that sickness just like that. That's what he wants. This is why he gave you the Holy Spirit. This is why he already gave you revelation knowledge. You're not waiting on God 
for revelation knowledge. You already have revelation knowledge. Last week in our How to Make Your Spirit Stronger Than Your Flesh, we went over a few scriptures about what happened after you were born again. But in that teaching, we talked about once you receive Christ, that Galatians 4, 6 says that the spirit of Jesus is placed in your spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says that your spirit then, your brand new spirit and Jesus' spirit then became one. 1 John 4, 17, this says, as you are, so is he in this world. When you were born again, you were given this brand new spirit. And let's look at Colossians. Colossians 2, or excuse me, Colossians 3, verse 10 says, this is when you're born again, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Your born again spirit was made into a new kind of life that is full of the discernment and knowledge of the things of God. This didn't happen in your brain. This is a spirit thing. All of that wisdom and discernment of God is in your born again spirit. Look back at uh, Colossians 2 verse 10 it says, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. This means that your spirit right now is complete, nothing lacking, full, overflowing with healing, prosperity, forgiveness, joy, peace, and knowledge. Revelation knowledge, 1 Corinthians 2, 16 says that you have the mind of Christ. You have everything that Jesus knows, you know, in your spirit, man. So I can hear your question. So if the Holy Spirit is supposed to give me revelation knowledge, but I already have revelation knowledge, why does the Holy Spirit need to give me anything? Do you have that question? Because I had that question. So let's look at Romans 8 verse 16 to answer that. Romans 8, verse 16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. We are children of God. You can replace that with anything. You can say, uh, the Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm healed. The spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am prosperous, that I am successful, that I am good at what I do. You can say, substitute all of those things. Now, for years, I read that to mean the Holy Spirit bears witness to my spirit. And that word bears witness means to testify. So there is a big difference between the Holy Spirit bearing witness to your spirit and the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit. So for years, I was a court reporter. And for those of you that don't know what the court reporter is, that is the person who sits in depositions and courtrooms and they sit at the little machine and they take down every word that everybody says, okay? So the 
amazing opportunity of sitting in on many trials and, and watching the working things. So you have a defense attorney, you have a prosecuting attorney, if this is a criminal case, then you have the judge and the jury. And then the defense brings in witnesses. So let's say I'm the one on trial and I bring in witnesses. My witnesses are going to testify to the same thing that I am testifying to. They are gonna state the same facts. They are gonna be in complete agreement with me with everything. So they are bearing witness with me to whom? Who are they bearing witness to? The jury, right? The jury is the one that has to be convinced. The jury is the one that makes the decisions, right? The Holy Spirit bears witness with my spirit to whom? The, the Holy Spirit testifies to the fact that I am healed and whole, saved, prosperous, in agreement with what my spirit knows that I am healed and whole and saved and prosperous. Who are we trying to convince? Who is our decision maker? Who makes the decisions? Who weighs the pros and cons? Who listens to all the facts? It's our mind. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit in order to help convince our minds that we are healed, that we are whole, that we are prosperous. Man, do you see the difference? The Holy Spirit isn't witnessing to us because that would indicate that we're lacking something in our spirit, that our spirit doesn't know something, but we know from the verses that this is not true. So he is joining forces with us in order to convince our minds of the truth that is contained in this word. You know, oh, that's good. I hope y'all got that. You know, most people live from their head knowledge because they don't know that there's anything else, that they don't know that they already have all of this wisdom and understanding on the inside of them. And I, I hope I have shown you today that not only is revelation meant for you, but that it is in you. And now it's just a process of drawing that, uh, drawing that revelation out. But so many times we fill our minds with so much natural stuff that there is no room for revelation knowledge. Like, let's say that a, a new symptom presents itself in your body. And the first thing that you do is go to WebMD and search these symptoms. And you look at all of the possibilities. Well, it could be this. Okay, well, if it's this, then I need to start watching for this, 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 and this. And if this happens, then I really need to do that. Okay, but if it's not that thing, and then this symptom, then it goes down this road, then it's probably this. Oh, and now there's, there's this, and I better call the doctor. And you have filled your mind with unbelief. You have filled your mind with the things of the world. So now there is no room for 1 Peter 2.24 to come in there and say, hey, by his stripes, you're healed. There's no room for it. 
Revelation knowledge is only going to come when you begin to focus on God's word. And if you're one of those people that is saying right now, I have done everything I know to do and nothing work is working. Let me say to you in love that there is something that you are missing. There is revelation knowledge that is missing. And I want to encourage you to keep after it, because if you keep after it, you will get it. The devil might be persistent, but he doesn't have self-control and he doesn't have patience like you do. You stay after it. It's in there. You work with the Holy Spirit. You co-labor with the Holy Spirit to bring that revelation knowledge about. And how do you do that? How do you, okay, how do we take, how do we start taking the hard out of revelation? How do we start taking the hard out of receiving revelation? The first thing you have to do is believe it. You have to believe that revelation is for you, that revelation is in you. How do you do that? You start by looking at these scriptures that we have gone over. You start running them through your mind. You start renewing them, renewing your, your mind to the fact that you have it all on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is def desperately trying to pair up with your spirit to reveal it to your mind. So the beginning of taking the hard out is just believing that it is right there. It's not some far reaching way out there, super spiritual thing that nobody can ever get. And if you have that attitude, you're not going to get it. You have to believe Believe, get your mind set on it. Renew your mind to these verses. The second thing that you're going to do is you're going to start confessing it. You're going to start confessing. Change your confession. Stop saying, I can't get revelation. I don't know how to get revelation. Start confessing what God says about revelation. You start saying, I have all the revelation knowledge I need on the inside. The Holy Spirit and my spirit are working night and day to get this revelation knowledge to my mind. I do understand. I do hear. My eyes are enlightened to the truth of God's word. I do receive revelation knowledge. And start confessing it. Even if you don't believe it in the beginning, you start confessing it. Why? Because as you speak, as you hear the word, as you hear your, yourself, your own voice confirming the word that God has spoken to you, it changes you. It, it turns your spiritual ears on. It starts putting you into a, a, a place of expectancy that, yes, I am going to receive. And pretty soon it's, you're not thinking this is hard. You're thinking, man, it's coming. I'm going to get it. It's coming. I'm going to get it. Let me just encourage you today. Do not give up. Don't give up. It's okay to say I'm missing something. I know I'm missing something, but I'm going to get it. You be like a bulldog. You be tenacious. You get like a vice grip and you latch onto that thing and you don't let go until you get what's promised to you. You get what's coming to you. You get what you have on the inside. Man, I'm getting fired up. That's how you can start to take the hard out of revelation. And once you have gotten over that, I can't get it then you can, then I have uh, several teachings out there on the four 
principles that you can apply to your everyday life to start receiving revelation. You can find that on our website, fullyknownministries.com. I did a, a teaching on it here on Healing Journeys Today back in October. I think it got posted twice. It's the same teaching, um, but they're both good. They're the same teaching. One's called Receiving Revelation and the other one is Key to Transforming Your Life. But it it is these four principles. I also um, talk about in my book, The Unhealed Believer, What to Do When You've Done It All. You can get this on our website also, FullyKnownMinistries.com on our shop page. I go in detail the, on the four steps of how to receive revelation. And then, guys, it's it's right there for you. Revelation is yours. I speak that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that as you grow in the knowledge of him, that revelation knowledge comes, it comes easily. I speak to those strongholds, that hint, those hindrances that have been uh, keeping you from receiving, and I tear them down in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that you reveal to them. You reveal any barriers. You reveal any hindrances that may be coming against your people to keep them from receiving. And I thank you, Lord, that when they hear the word revelation from now on, that it doesn't bring dread, it brings joy because they know that it's coming. They know that it is theirs. They know that you have already given it to them, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Guys, I'm sorry I went a little longer tonight, but I just wanted to, I didn't want to cut that one in half and do half this week and, and half next week and say, I'm going to tell you how to do something and then say, oh, you got to come back next week. Do you want to do that? Okay. So I have six minutes. I have six minutes to get to as many things as I possibly can. Okay. Here's a testimony. Oh, love it. From Angel Eyes. After standing firm through awful side effects and being unable to drive for four months, I drove in Jesus' name. Two days ago, with so much faith, my side effects gone, I continue to believe in my healing. That is awesome. I am so excited about that. Keep them coming, guys. Keep the testimonies coming. It just it just lights our fires to, to hear that that you're you're hearing what we're saying, you're taking what we're saying, and you're applying it to your life. The last few I see here are prayer requests. Prayer from Miss Pocahontas. Agreement for healing on dialysis for 24 years. Thank you so much for your messages. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I command those kidneys, I command her kidneys to return to their God-given function. I tell them to work in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, prayers don't have to be long. Do you know what Jesus said? Peace, be still. Jesus didn't even pray for people sometime. He says, be it unto you according to your faith. Go and wash in the pool of Siloam. J jump in here, you know. They don't have to be long to be powerful. Amen. Prayer for uh, Lana Jane, MS in a power chair. Thank you. You are going to be blessed by Mercy Santos's testimony. But right now I speak to that MS in your body. I rebuke that spirit. I curse that foul spirit 
and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. And Lana, I believe that right now that spirit creating that MS in your body has left. And I believe that you will start to be able to do things that you couldn't do before. And don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen all at once. Sometimes after that source of uh, that source of disease or that source of sickness has left, it takes a while for the body to recover. Just because it isn't instantaneous doesn't mean that it isn't God and that he isn't working. So you just remember that. Prayer for Michelle. I'm believing God for creative miracle. Lungs and heart were damaged by, by sarcoidosis and pulmonary hypertension. Well, Michelle, I speak new lungs in you in the name of Jesus. I command right now in the name of Jesus, your lungs to be fully inflated for all scar tissue to be removed, for your lungs to be pristine and crystal clear as you breathe in and out in the name of Jesus. Prayer for Patty uh, for revelation knowledge. You know, anytime you want it, this is something that I did as I was praying about revelation knowledge was I took Ephesians chapter one and Patty, you can do this too. And anyone who it's just, this is what Kenneth Hagin did for months. And that man is, has more revelation than anyway, Ephesians chapter one, I'm going to get there verses 17 through 19. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is my prayer for you, and this should be your prayer for you. Verse 16 says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, Patty, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, gives unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding are enlightened and that you may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his, his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards you? Because you believe according to the working of his mighty power. This is the verse. These are the verses that you take and you pray over yourself. I prayed, oh, I prayed that verse over myself for, for months at the beginning of every prayer time that I, that I spent with Father. I prayed that over myself. And there came a point where I was no longer asking for it. I was thanking him for it. And I knew that revelation was coming. So that is my prayer for you. Oh, this prayer is for Teresa Ann. She says, please pray for my beautiful Sasha, my ragdoll cat. She has a mass near her larynx. Let me read you Proverbs 12, verse 10, real quick. Because I believe uh, Proverbs is this way. Proverbs 12, verse 10. Proverbs 12, verse 10 says a righteous, oh, this makes me cry. A righteous man, sorry, regards the life of his animal. Some people think it's silly to care for animals, but this says that a righteous man regards the life of his animal. Sister, you are a righteous woman. <coughs> 
because you care for the life of your animal. There's another verse. I don't have it right off the top of my head, but it says that he perfects the things that concern you. Jesus perfects the things that concern you. And because of that, I can pray with confidence and speak healing over Sasha that right now in the name of Jesus, that mass uh, near her larynx is gone in Jesus name. I curse you. I rebuke you. You be pulled up from the root and you be gone in Jesus name. This is a prayer for Livingston who needs healing uh, for a lump on the back of his neck. Father, I just thank you that whatever the source of that lump on the back of his neck is, that it goes in Jesus' name. Lump you go in Jesus' name. And Livingston, you expect it either to be gone immediately or you expect it to get smaller and smaller and smaller until it is just finally gone. And I believe that one day you're just not even going to, you're, you're not even going to realize that it's going to be gone. So guys, our time is up for tonight. I hope that you are blessed by the teaching. I pray that the Holy Spirit brings all things back to your remembrance that we have said tonight. I bless you. I send you out with favor and protection for the rest of the week, energy for the rest of the week. And I will see you next week. I love you guys. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.